Tell us a little bit about what you saw and, and, and being able to relay that message to Cora when you watched Kimbrell pitch and, and kind of help out so he wasn't uh, tipping his pitches. So tipping pitches, we hear about it all the time. People at home understand what tipping pitches is all about. It's amazing. Man. And that's remarkable. Alex, no esoteric question to start out the podcast this week. Do you know why? I do know why. But you want to clue the listeners in? It's because it's the all gift draft, baby. It's all gift draft time. Let's go. 2021 all gift draft. That means the season is here. And to preview it, we are doing it the only way we know how which is not to draft the players that are going to have the best seasons in 2021, not to draft the players who are projected to have the most war in 2021, which would be a bad draft because you could just look that list up online, (laughs) to draft the players who we think are going to produce the most iconic and memorable GIFs, G-I-F, lowercase s, GIFs, (laughs) not GIFs with a T, not GIFs, because that's dumb. Let them know. GIFs. Yeah. Moving, this is always repeating a, images, short videos. We this is a fourth annual one, right? Indeed, we've we uh, really started to create a track record here. You know, we have. This is this is a legacy event it now is. at this point. And the mm-hmm. first two, the first two, I'm glad that you mentioned that it's the fourth annual because the first two we drafted against each other, and we because we didn't know other people in the baseball world, and nobody would have said yes to come on and do this right, dumb exactly. thing with us because we were children. Um. We drafted against each other. We made it very competitive. We we faked being mad at each other on the podcast. And then last year, because we were yearning for human contact in the middle of a pandemic, we invited some friends of the podcast on to make some honorary picks. Um, so we drafted a team together, and the guests of the pod drafted a team to compete with our team. We're following that same format this year. So you are about to hear four friends of the podcast Shakia Taylor, Bradford William Davis, Hannah Kaiser, and Clinton Yates come on and make honorary picks, make guest picks for the opposing squad to us. We will make picks in between. And then on Wednesday, you're going to hear four more picks. Uh, two from Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman of Sesame Family Barbecue. One from Meg Rowley, managing editor of Fangraphs. And one from Randy Wilkins, who runs Views from 314 Feet. Alex, anything you want to say to the people before we get started? Do you want to let them know kind of where the gift draft came from? Um, what are some of the characteristics that we are drafting on? What are we priming guests on with before they come on? Right. Yeah. I mean, you know, the whole conceit of the gift draft was for us to basically say, who are the players we really want to watch this year? Not because I think they're going to hit 300 or because they're going to strike out 200 guys, although. I enjoy watching that as well. But like, who is the guy who is who embodies the spirit, the en- the enjoyment of baseball, the 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 reason that we that we tune in, right? Um, that really brings out the the side of the game that we are consistently banging the drum for there to be more of, right? And so, in in the past, we have considered things like uh, defensive acumen, bat flips. Uh, massive smiles, wicked pitches. But ultimately, it's it's our way of saying, hey, these are our guys this year. These are the guys who who we want in our corner, you know? And and you know, it goes it 
it goes all over the place. I'm just going to say it. You know, it is not it is not just Mike Trout, Fernando Tatis. I mean, you know, we got some some guys like that in there. But this is not the best players in baseball. Far from it. And thank fact. you for we, specifying that because <laughs> if we get people at our mentions being like, I can't believe you didn't take Mike Trout first. It's like, no, guys, guys. <laughs> yes. If you want to read last year's 2020 gift draft, that will be in the links in the description. We will also link to a blog post of this year's gift draft. If you're listening to this right here, right now, it will not have all of the picks in it because it will only have the picks from this episode. Like I said, second episode coming Wednesday, the day before the season starts. Um, you know, Alex mentioned a couple of those characteristics. And I want to say that's it's that was when we were kind of like we had it down to a science. It's more of an art now. It's more of yeah. an art. We're it's picking a, it's from a gut, our, it's a gut thing. Exactly. Yeah. We're picking from our gut. Uh so we really hope you enjoy this. We don't want to take up too much more of your time because this was very long and we had to split it up into two podcasts as it was. Um but before we welcome in Shakia Taylor to make the first pick, I uh, just want to remind everyone, I'm Bobby Wagner. I'm Alex Basley. And this is the Tipping Pitches 2021 All Gift Draft. Alex, we are joined by Shakia Taylor once again. Second straight year picking first overall in the All Gift Draft. You have now yeah. drafted first overall in the All Gift Draft more times than Alex or me. So it's a very high honor for you. Welcome back to the show. Congratulations on air. I said this to you when you got on the Zoom, but before we were recording, congratulations on air for winning a Sabre Award this year. It's amazing. Big shout out. Thank you. I'm going to change my name to, you know, Shake One the Sabre. (laughs) (laughs) On Twitter. Um, Okay, Shakia. Last year, you chose Francisco Lindor first overall 2020 all gift draft. The floor is now yours. You are on the clock. The first overall pick in the 2021 All-Gift Draft is whom? Jose Ramirez and his batting helmet. That's who I'm going with this year. Hell yeah. Come on down. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Speak about Jose Ramirez because um, Alex is a huge, huge fan of him. He professes his love for him probably about once every three episodes. But I want to hear what you have to say about him. Well, first of all, um, he has been with Cleveland. If you go back to his initial signing since my literal 27th birthday, um, they signed him on my birthday. And um, obviously, I'm pretty satisfied with that. Um, I think he's a, I think he's fun to watch. I think he's kind of what we have to count on in Cleveland now that Frankie is with the Mets. Um, I think he um, is going to be important to the team, to the environment, to the fun. And then you got the running, uh, him running around the bases and his helmet coming off and him kicking it as he's running or, you know, him. I don't know why it doesn't stay on his head. I feel like that should be studied. Is Jose Ramirez's head the the is it too small for the helmet? What is happening here? Um but like I said, he's kind of all not all, but mostly what I have to look forward to from Cleveland this year. So obviously I was going to stick with the home home team. Um I just think he's dope. I think he's dope. I think it's kind of like uh do you remember when Joe Madden had his uh, Dexter Fowler, you go, we go 
Like, however Dexter Fowler plays would be the way the Cubs went. That's what I think that's going to be Jose's role this year. Like, however he goes is the way of the team. And I'm not really super excited about the team, but I'm pretty excited about (laughs) seeing Jose. (laughs) I mean, he is, he's a player, I think, who has like not gotten nearly enough love just from the national baseball consciousness. Part of it is, I mean, he plays in Cleveland and it's not necessarily that, you know, big market team that's on Sunday night baseball all the time. For a while, he's had to share the the infield with Francisco Lindor, right? And and I think you're right that like this might kind of be the year for him to really, I think, cement himself as a cornerstone of that team. I mean, he already has and has been one of the top five, top seven players in baseball over the last five or six years which people don't talk enough about. No, he's totally underappreciated. He's also a good source of comic relief in a game. Like, not to downplay the fact that, you know, the man is amazing at baseball, but if you watch him during the game, you see little things. Like, he's singing, he's clapping, he's like... That's what you need from a Cleveland ball player to distract from the fact that we're all very upset with everything else going on. And um, I decided that I was just going to start saying Jose in the hot corner, like over and over until it becomes a thing. Jose on the hot corner. And then everyone has to be excited about that, right? Like, but that helmet, that's where it's at. We can make that a call and response cheer once fans are back in the stands. One side of the stadium, Jose, the other side, on the hot corner. Yes, I love it. I mean, he's dope. I've, I've, I've clearly I've jumped. You see, like I had this enthusiasm for Lindor. And as it gets closer to the season, I'm like, well, I'm all in on Jose. That's my guy this year. That's my dog. It, it kind of, they, they feel like they really balance each other out. Like, Lindor and Jose, like Mm. kind of a a yin and yang sort of situation where like Lindor is like the epitome of a kind of a star baseball player, right? I mean, he's super fit. He's got a great smile, lots of flash. And Jose Ramirez kind of feels like the the antithesis to that, where he's always got like a huge wad of dip in his mouth. He's always (laughs) kind of got a scowl on up at bat. He's like almost this Ruthian like character, yeah. you know, where he absolutely should not be stealing 30 bases a year. But here we are. Dude makes it work. That's what's insane to me is that he steals bases and he just takes off. Like, I've been watching games before. Like, oh, my God, he's gone. And there goes his helmet. <laughs> what's wild to me is that he's only 28. Like He turns 29 at the end of this year. He's still right smack in the prime of his career. And you mm-hmm. can tell me, like, just just. As Alex said, based on his energy, you could be like, man, he's 33, and I would believe you. But he's 28, turning 29 at the end of this year. Still a franchise cornerstone for a team that seems dead set on getting rid of franchise cornerstones whenever they can. So I'm happy that he's still there for Cleveland fans. I'm happy that you know the pitching rotation is still exciting for Cleveland fans. And I'm just happy that they haven't found a three-time Silver Slugger Award winner, a helmet that fits his head so that we can get great gifts for 2021. <laughs> so are y'all saying that he has washed energy? Like you said, <laughs> you know, he like... He, that kind of is what it is. Except, right? Except he hits 40 homers a year. <laughs> he's also he's just like, he doesn't fit the mold. He's 5'9 and like an MVP candidate. That, that yeah, just doesn't swings, happen. Swings out of his ass on every single pitch. It seems like every baseball player... Stubby. 
like, it seems on, like every he's... baseball player these days is like six five out of the womb with like three percent body fat. It's like all these guys come from these SEC schools and they just look like I don't know robots. And then you get Jose yeah. Ramirez, and it's just very, it's just very different, and it's very. I mean, it's exciting. nice to cheer on someone who probably eats just as poorly as the rest of us <laughs> occasionally, right? Like he just seems like a very normal guy, like. I can't imagine talking to Jose and he's like talking about, you know, eating almonds and doing Pilates. I feel yeah. like he's a, you want to go out for a beer and a burger kind of guy. Yeah. And as a Midwesterner, I love that. <laughs> like, let's go out for cheese curds, Jose, me and you. Anytime people say like, oh, like, you know, I just want a president like I can grab a beer with. We got your answer. Yeah. Right here. We got a we got a guy for you. He's 5'9", and he's an MVP candidate every year. Jose on the hot corner for president. Let's go. Let's go. That's a slogan. That's a campaign slogan. Um, kind of long to fit on a t-shirt, but we can, make, we can workshop it. Alex <laughs> is a very talented um, graphic designer. Uh, okay. Jose Ramirez, first overall pick, 2021 All-Gift Draft. I believe that turns the clock over to us, Alex. And uh, I think that I spoke about this man last year. So I will let you speak about him first this year. Uh, we've spent a lot of time talking about him in the last calendar year, that's for sure. <laughs> Tatis to the moon, of Fernando course. Tatis. Of course. Of course. There could be no other. Uh we and and honestly, I'm I'm glad you shocked us a little bit uh with the with the Jose pick, because we were like, is she she gonna do Tatis? Is she gonna do Lindor? And uh and you opened up the field for us to just pick the most electrifying player in the game right now fresh off a massive contract extension we're extending him on our gift team too mm. we i i want him for a decade uh <laughs> i don't know if Tatis- i don't know if that's how it works although we set the rules so maybe we could just be like he's ours every year y- right. everybody else is picking second uh he fell to sixth last year alex sixth sixth shame i can't imagine him going lower than two at any point in the next decade unless he's going to miss an entire season or something yeah. God forbid. I mean, the guy told you he was after the big cake. So you have to give him a high number this time. Like, have to draft him high. He's after the big cake. Yeah. Shakia, what's what's been your relationship to Tatis over the last year? How much has it grown? What surprised you about him? What has been exactly as you as you've expected? Uh, where are you at on our our beloved Fernando? So I was already all in on him from from jump. Um, already all in because Y'all know, I think the game needs more exciting players, period. Um, The kid's fun. um, And I just keep, like, rising in my general fandom of him. I bought a jersey. That's a rule-breaking thing for me. I don't buy jerseys of current players at all. And, you know, I broke the rule and I was like, well, I'm going to get this kid's jersey because he's clearly you know, going to pop even bigger in the near future. Um, I, and I've, I've made comparisons, not in skill, but I feel like he's going to be as exciting for baseball culturally as Ken Griffey Jr. That's the next thing that I was going to ask you. What does he have to do to become Griffey? I really believe he's exciting as Ken Griffey Jr. He's not the only player who's exciting that way, but I think like I hate the word swagger because it's been run into the dirt in the last decade, but he's got the swagger for it. He's got the skill. The kid's got hops. Like he's got hops. He catches air quite a bit. And 
I, 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 I think he's going to ball out. I think, you know, seeing as how I've decided that I'm going to be, uh, the Padres are going to be my B team, then he's going to be the star of my heart this year. So, <laughs> you know, I'm with it. I like it. Tatis to the moon. It's also a case where I think his the environment that he's playing in really just like elevates him. Like the fact that he's sharing an infield with Manny Machado, the mm-hmm. fact that he is kind of surrounded by a bunch of other really fun, exciting players and clearly has an organization that is like behind him all the way that is like, we want you here for your career. And we're going to, you know, we're going to show you the money, right? We're going to have to do what you got to, uh, what we got to do to make sure you stay here. That, I don't know, that, I think that like probably lifts a weight off of his shoulders a little bit and also makes me just really excited to be like, hey, here's this face of a franchise that I, wants to like go all in, wants to go for it. So what you're saying is, let me get this straight, a team <laughs> investing in a player who is good and popular is good? Is mm. that what you're mm. saying? Mm. Who knew? Mm. We're gonna have to sketch that out a little yeah, bit. The jury further. might That's still theory. be out. Yeah, on I don't that know. One. <laughs> <laughs> I got an, an idea for Rob. Concept. I got an idea for Rob, guys. So instead of investing all this time and weird energy, money, whatever resources into the whole NFT, blockchain, crypto bullshit, Which, that oh, did you see he that Tatis launched his own today? Whatever. I got okay. a notification that Tatis <laughs> launched his own NFT, and I was like, Jesus. <laughs> we don't have time to talk about this. He's he's following in the footsteps of legend Taewon Walker, Mets legend Taewon Walker. <laughs> but I think that instead of spending all the time doing that, they should just spend the time setting up a Tatis cam this year. Just in my MLB TV, I want to be able to watch the Padres broadcast on two thirds of the screen. And just a single shot on Tatis on one third of my screen. What do you think? Not terrible. <laughs> He's the no, only I mean, guy I, in baseball. Maybe him and Lindor are the only guys in baseball that you would want that feature for, right? Someone's going to um, message you after they hear this and be like, but what about Mike Trout? <laughs> Le- like, <laughs> I do not want a camera no, on absolutely. Mike Trout. I'm sorry. I will watch every one of his at bats, but. <laughs> I mean, Mike Trout doesn't want a camera on Mike Trout. Let's be no, real. Right. Yeah. But, no, you know who I wants think, a camera on himself, though? Bryce Harper. He is just itching to be part of this conversation. Him and Alex I want to have a hair off with Bryce Harper. I, I want to have a hair off. My dreadlocks against whatever that is he's got <laughs> going on. The greasy flow that he has going. <laughs> um, okay. I think we did it. The first two picks in the all-gift draft. Shakia Taylor, thank you so much. Let people know where they can find your work and your wonderful musings on Twitter. Um, you can find me on Twitter at Curly Fro. Um, you can find my writing most of the time at Baseball Prospectus. And you can find me on the gram, a little bit of dope. Spelled correctly. No slang, y'all. Thanks so much. Thank you. Right, here we go. Two on, two out, two, two pitch to Ramirez. Hit in the air, deep right center, angles back, he's out of room, it's out of here! The Indians walk off the White Sox, a stutter here in Cleveland. Jose Ramirez driving the Indians into October. Okay, Bradford, William, Davis of the New York Daily News is here. Bradford, welcome back. It's been a year and 14 days 
since we spoke last on tipping pitches. The reason I know that right. so specifically is because it's literally the day the earth shut down. So uh, <laughs> yeah. welcome back. Still here, man. Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, that was our uh that was our dudes don't rock. <laughs> <laughs> Everything is getting bad. You know, um existential crisis about, you know, why why we enjoy anything, you know, in yeah. any entertainment product. Yeah, I think we t- I think we talked about um baseball stadiums being engulfed by like flames or something like like the world imploding on itself. And you know, I mean, I I suppose in a sense you were kind of right about that. So yeah. Here we are. I haven't called a, a, a soothsayer or a prophet. You know. <laughs> uh, well, this this time around, you are here for the all gift draft. This is your first time participating in the all gift draft. I gave you the rundown of what to do. Uh, however, I did not tell you who has been picked. So here we go, revealing it live on the podcast. You have the third overall pick. So far, uh, Shakia Taylor has taken Jose Ramirez. Real homer pick from her, but a good pick nonetheless. And... Uh, we have taken Fernando Tatis Jr. So there's a little bit of good news, a little bit of bad news. You got gr- the the fact that you're third overall is great, but uh, we we took Tatis already. So that leaves you with the floor, my friend. It's all yours. You're on the clock. Let's do this. So you know how like in draft lingo, particularly like NFL, NBA, right? Because no one knows anything about baseball drafts. It doesn't matter. Um, it's not real, and you know Over you can't slots, tell what's on, what someone is when they're I don't 19. Know, you know, saying words. <laughs> Can't tell what a 19 year old is going to do when they're 26. So, anyway, but um, this is what they call a reach. <laughs> Let's go. It's a reach. Let's go. That's um, we're here for that. <laughs> There's no such thing as a reach. If they bring you joy and they produce gifts, moving, repeating images, gifts, mm-hmm. GIF, then then it's not a reach. It's just you. Have Trevor to Bauer. <laughs> Pod done. Canceled. <laughs> Zoom shut down. Come on, man. Y'all need, to, y'all need to hear me out. Hear me out. The worst person we know could make an excellent gift. Oh no! Use the language of the <laughs> <laughs> to use the language of the famous onion headline. Worst person who makes an excellent point. Um, so here's the deal. This is not. This is not an endorsement of Trevor Bauer's character. This is not an endorsement of Trevor Bauer's places in the game. Um, this is an endorsement of perhaps four seconds being captured of this man, of this fool, doing something very stupid and it making and it's setting the internet ablaze <laughs> when he does it. I respect the hell out of that. Yeah. So this is like a heel pick then. The man is pitching with one eye closed already. Like <laughs> he's already doing stuff like that. Yeah. Um he is more sensitive than he was when he was you know, 22 yeah. <laughs> more sensitive than he was when he was, you know, in UCLA more sensitive than he was when he was in high school getting picked on by <laughs> all the uh, less athletic yet far more cooler and socially adjusted <laughs> teammates he had. Um, there are, you know, let's see, he has tremendous amounts of pressure to live up to now because he's got this, you know, this uh, record setting deal. Um, he um, has far more negative attention because of all the stories that came out in the offseason about mm-hmm. his mass harassment of, you know, every, you know, woman with an, a pulse and an opinion. <laughs> um, <laughs> he has so much bus potential that the moment he does something goofy while he's getting his crap rocked, like, again, everyone's going to go crazy. 
And it's going to be a glorious, glorious time to be a internet connected fan of Major League Baseball. Wow. This is truly a first in the history of the gift draft. We are typically we treat this exercise as something where we choose players that bring us joy. But Bradford is going full 180 and choosing a player who might allow another player to do something to him and bring us joy. So right, are you by the that? letter of the lot. It's a joyous Freud. Exactly. Right. So so are you imagining it like he gives up a huge dinger and then the gif is like him reacting to it? Like what is the ideal scenario for you here? I mean, yo, it could be anything, yo. He might be like licking honey off his fingers because, you know, the league is cracking down on, you know, on on barring substances. <laughs> you get, you know, like I mean, you can't see me because of the podcast, but like, you know, him just like sticking three fingers in his mouth. It could be, you know, um, again, eye closed, you know, while while trying yeah. to fix his mechanics. Yeah, and you know, throwing it into the stands, um, like Fifty Cent style. Throwing it um, into the stands is a good one. That that. That no. definitely is one of the most iconic gifts of the last three years is him turning and throwing the ball over the center field fence. Um, oh my gosh. I mean, like, yeah, the potential is endless. It could even be him being doing, doing something cool and then and then ruining it by doing something embarrassing. You no. Know? <laughs> like again, we 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 lost so much because of the short season and the lack of fans, you know. Um, you know, there are a lot of people who like him because of their because of his um unwitting but very blatant uh embrace of like incel white identity politics right but there are a lot of people hate him too yeah. <laughs> um a lot of, you shoot when, you go, when he's in queens you know there are a lot yeah. of people who are gonna be mad just in the fact that he like spurned the mets you know like i could see them people booing and saying something that particularly hurts his feelings and him you know <laughs> like you know sticking a finger out and it getting worse i, I mean like you know every, uh, there's this again the the he he's so ripe for an implosion that I am waiting with bated breath for that to happen. This is a genuine chaos pick, Alex. I did not see this coming. <laughs> I love it though, because like, yeah, is one of those guys where no one is like lukewarm on him. It's like, yeah, I don't know much about the guy, right? You got an opinion. You either love him or you hate him, but you're going to smash that retweet button whenever he fucking, I don't know throws at someone's foot because one of his eyes was closed or something like that. Right. Like he, like just the fact alone that he is so divisive, I think adds a level of like gravity to to kind of like every one of his actions, right? Because you can break it down in any way that you want and say, Oh, this is him leaning into a misogyny, right? There was the controversy about, was he writing Bush did 9-11 on the mound? That was a real thing. We asked about a major league baseball player. Like every, <laughs> everything that he does, there's a layer below. Right? Just like, What if he carves into a pitcher's mount? Like, you know, jet, jet fuel can't melt steel beams. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, would it be like too absurd? I don't think so. <laughs> yeah. Like, that's what I'm saying. There's just, there's so many things that can happen. And, and also, He's so he craves attention so badly that he wants to have a gift that everyone yeah. retweets. He doesn't, yeah. but he just may not realize that the joke is on him, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And yeah. I hope, and I hope he doesn't. I hope he doesn't. <laughs> I hope as that well. can. T- I hope that he thinks like clearly his representation does not does not um is not able to rep- put his best interest in heart. Let's say you know, <laughs> but yeah, she may want to, but she's not particularly strong at it. So like I could see a whole bunch of bad advice. Um, 
you know, just continued, uh, continued insecurities, uh, the decline in performance, um, all sorts of things leading to a moment that just makes us laugh. Wow. Okay. Well, I think the floor is ours now. Um, you mentioned how do we follow that? Yes. I'm like, (laughs) shut it down. Oh yeah. Ronaldo Cunha Jr. Like, nah, come on. (laughs) Think outside. Think outside the bun. I'm, uh, I'm thrilled right now, Bradford. I mean, I'm happy that you're here. I'm happy that you spoke your truth and you brought the, the potential negativity to the pod. Um, but we're going to pick Francisco Lindor. I mean, it's just, we got Tatis and Lindor with the first two picks. I'm through the moon. Like everybody else is going to be pissed at you guys for letting us get both of these guys. But I mean, what else can I say? He's been picked in every single draft within the first four picks, at least last year. He was a first overall pick by Shakia Taylor. Um, and now he's on the Mets. So he's going to be on national TV on a huge stage even more often. Uh, and he's, he's just perfect. Like he's just... He's the type of guy who can have a gift walking into a game on the field, uh, dugout interviews, like any of those things. He has just five tool gif ability, we call it here. He's got he's got everything that you could possibly need. Alex, what am I leaving off about Lindor? Uh his camera work is impeccable. So he took over the reins of a of a TV camera this spring. And you know, a little bit of a wobbly hand, but you got the hang of it. No one walks into their job on the first day and has everything down. So yeah, you know, I mean, if if he can handle that, the sky's the limit for him. We're gonna have a Francisco Lindor podcast next. And I'm here. Yeah, I have a question. So are you saying are you telling me that Shakia picked one one two years in a row? Yeah. Like, do we need like some like lottery reform here? Like is she tanking <laughs> for the first pick? I'm like, what's going on here? The real tanking in baseball is Shakia tanking her way to the top pick in two straight years. I don't know, man. She was just the first person to sign up for the time slots. You could have signed up earlier too. <laughs> There's no secret to it. She didn't, you know, she didn't rig it. No frozen envelopes here. Um, yeah, I think I mean, here's the gift that I'm hoping for Lindor. Here's my ideal gift, guys. It's going to be the gif of him at the press conference, putting the old John Hancock to the extension, looking up at the camera and smiling directly at camera. Let's do it. I'm ready. Produce the gif in the next week, please. This is some bullshit East Coast bias out here. (laughs) (laughs) Um, Bradford, anything about Lindor that you want to say before we bid you adieu? Um, You're covering him now directly. Yeah, you know... um, it's you know it's it's weird and different right because it's like you know it's zoom it's not uh in person um everything i've heard about him you know seems like, like he's like the coolest dude in the world you know like just like chill dude who you know you can't help but like if you get to be around him i met him once and he like dapped me up like which is like a first for like you know major league baseball because of the sauces sauces legally cover um and, uh, you know, he was, you know, it was good school. Um, I'm, uh, you know, um, I genuinely enjoy, you know, the person that he has shown himself to be, let's say, you know what I mean? Like, um, you know, do I know him? Of course not. Like, um, but like, but, but what, but what, what I, what I've, what I've seen has been, has been very, very enjoyable. And it's like, it's an effortless kind of chill that, uh, is, you know, a lot of fun and should be platformed in this league a lot more than, you know, the, the guy I mentioned. So, um, and I think I, I have to think that, uh, I'll, enough people understand that, yeah. you know, uh, that mm-hmm. like, he's not a liability, yeah. <laughs> yeah. um, in a walking basis, you know, on a daily basis. Um, and so, uh, um, you know, and, and, and he's also just like freaking great. Like, you know, like just like, 
it's 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 excellence but it's a smooth kind of excellence it's not you know there's no like herky jerky this is no unnatural you know um sort of like a way he carries himself you know on the field you know it's yeah. all just like looks silky you know and uh and that's going to be a lot of fun to watch uh, this year and i you know being in new york and you know doing a lot of mess coverage i get the privilege of seeing that firsthand so i'm very uh, jealous. hopefully hopefully we hopefully we get these uh these uh these shots in arms so that we can uh actually get to know him a little bit more and and write uh more interesting things about him the duality of tipping pitches we go Francisco Lindor in round two of the gift draft. Bradford William Break, Davis. Breaking breaking the rule just for you, Bradford. That 45-minute mark has not hit yet. Yes, and yet exactly. you came in guns blazing. So yeah, um, Bradford, do you want to let people know where they can find your work, follow you on Twitter, all that good stuff? Yeah. Um, you know, if you search my name, Bradford William Davis, that's probably the easiest way because I my thing is underscoring it right now. Um <laughs> I might change my Twitter handle. That's actually why I'm not even saying it right now. Um, but if you search my, 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 my government, which is my byline is Bradford William Davis. Um, and, uh, you know, so I'm on Twitter, you know, posting away, as you can tell, I have a post heart and that comes across and, <laughs> and, and, and my podcast is, um, and, uh, yeah. Um, and, and, you know, I'm, like I said, I'm a columnist and reporter at the New York daily news. So you can uh, find me, uh, there too. Sure. And you're a uh, local or perhaps not local tabloid. <laughs> Hell yeah. Thank you so much, Bradford. Thank you for having me. Well, Trevor Bauer, when he was taken out of the game, turned and I don't know where he threw that ball. Well, I don't know. But I'll tell you one thing. I know one thing. This skipper is not happy with that. Okay, Alex. We have Hannah Kaiser here. She is back again for the second straight year. The 2021 All-Gift Draft. Last year, Hannah... You chose Andrew McCutcheon. Hello. Welcome back, by the way. How are you? Hi. Thanks for having me. I did, in fact, choose Andrew McCutcheon. I, I remembered, I couldn't remember which of the many people I mentioned I had actually ended up choosing. Well, it was a great, I, believe, I, believe I, I believe I gave you a lot of options. It was a great pick because you sort of, Alex and I thought that we had gotten creative by putting him on our list and getting him later in the draft. And then you came in and just totally threw a wrench in our plans. Uh, I have some bad news for you. Okay. Uh, the bad news is that you are going fifth this year, which means two more players have already been taken. I know you have a lot of anxiety about making good picks here. I have uh, a lot of anxiety about being. I also, I feel like I'm in the position that you guys were in last year when I chose Andrew McCutcheon, or I might be, because like I have a pick. I was sort of like, you'll you'll tell me who they are. I was going through, and I was sort of like, I didn't spend that much time thinking about the ones that I think are obvious because they're already probably gone. And then I got really emotionally committed to someone. And if they're already off the board, I will be thrown for a complete loop. So let's hear. You, let's you, hear are, you are, you are uh, perennially the, the most overprepared person for the <laughs> gift draft. Like more prepared than Bobby and I. We were, we're like scrolling through FanGraphs leaderboards. Like, let's see. Who's, oh, playing, like ba- who's playing baseball in 2021? Yeah, that guy's I good. Okay. Well, so here's the thing. So I make a lot of gifts. Um, I particularly made a lot of gifts last year because I did not get to travel for the postseason, which was a huge, which was a huge bummer. Except for that, it meant that I was like, "Well, make a lot of gifts." And so I here's how I did this: I went through and looked in my own Giphy capture app at who I had made gifts of. Wow, um, you got your so results. The sabermetrics of gifts. It's gonna be really, it's gonna be really heavily skewed to teams that made the postseason. Fortunately, that was more than happily. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, okay, here's who's been taken so far. Shakia Taylor came on first overall pick for the second straight year. We have a Shakia bias here that Bradford Davis was mad about. Uh, she took Jose Ramirez. We took Fernando Tatis Jr. Bradford okay. 
shitlord that he is, mm. picked. Okay. All right. All right. That's fine. That wasn't on my list. And then we took Francisco Lindor. So Alex and I are out of the gates running with Fernando Tatis and Francisco Lindor, the two faces of baseball. But also kind of kind of like centrist picks, you know? Like yeah. Bradford skewed far to the the right on one pick. You may skew the other direction. So I think uh I think that makes the floor yours. Oh my Indeed. gosh. Okay. Wow. I'm I'm so here's the thing. A lot of the people I assumed would be taken are not taken. Number one, I was so sure. That Cody Bellinger was going to be number one overall. Did we not watch the same World Series where Cody Bellinger looked so high all the time? I was like, I didn't even. That's how is he not taken? So is that so? That's your pick then. You're going. No, I have a more interesting pick. I love that you like <laughs> chastise the other people before you even take your pick. I that's no. I mean, well, so that's the thing. You could take Cody Bellinger. That's such a he's a ridiculous face. His face, like, here's, okay, so I was thinking about this, like, what are we talking about when we're talking about gifability? And I think there's really, there's a couple of elements. I would say there's like really three pillars of gifability. And there are, not everybody overlaps. So you guys, you have what, Francisco Lindor and Fernando Tatis Jr., you said? Yeah. So you're really, you're going for the good player going to do something in a big moment and everyone's going to make a gif of it because it's going to be like, can you believe that, like, Fernando Tatis Jr. flipped his bat or Francisco Lindor made this amazing play. And that's a huge component, especially when we're talking about predictive capability. You need a famous player on a hot team who you know everyone is going to make a gif of if they do something, and they probably will. And then there's like people who are known for a thing. And I feel like Cody Bellinger really falls into that category where it's like, all right, if it happens again, if he looks, if he, you know, gazes off into the middle distance while he's in the dugout, everyone's going to make a gif of it because it's an existing meme. Yes. And then there's like completely impossible to predict thing that's sort of like the Manuel, uh, Manuel Margot is like flipping over the, the field. Yeah. Like, or the Luis you know, Guillaume catching the bat in spring training. That exactly. Exactly. And it's like, you want to capture that third pillar. Cause it's like, it's that's that's the goal in, in predicting gif abilities. You yeah. want to somehow tap into the moment that you, you didn't even know you could see coming. You want to buy and low so, on GameStop of the gift. Exactly. Exactly. Like and so and so Cody Bellinger, real strong in those first two categories. Like he's a good player on a prominent team. He's got a go-to gifable thing, his face. So that comes up a lot, your face. <laughs> so, <laughs> so we could just take Cody Bellinger. However, I already got emotionally invested in my under-the-radar pick. This is what happened last year with me and Dustin May. I was like, I'm going to pick, and I'm not going to pick Dustin May. But this is what happens. I pick an obvious pick, my Cody Bellinger, and then I get under-the-radar pick, my Dustin May. And this year, my Dustin May is G-Man Choi. Oh, That's my nice. nice. Nicely done. Because I think G-Man Choi, he's got less on that first thing. I mean, he's a good player on a decent team. I have no idea what's going to happen with the Rays this year. If they're good, we'll be, we'll be talking about G-Man Choi. He's got like a skills element, the sort of batting from both sides. So if he hits a like a home run from the opposite side of the plate, everyone's going to be like, can we believe it? But the splits, the splits are where it's at. You yeah. will make a gif of every time G-Man Choi makes a split to catch a ball. At maybe, maybe we should make a threat of that, you know, and we should have yeah. ask listeners to tag us every time he does a split. Every time he does we'll a split. just keep a running, a running thread of it going these are the real baseball splits that we care about screw righty lefty <laughs> like no home and away exactly. i mean that's irrelevant <laughs> and and i was any dances that's obviously part of it um 
And then I was, as we discussed, going back through the archive of gifts that I've made. And are we allowed to curse on this podcast? Indeed. Please. There is a gift that I made. I will tweet it out in response to this podcast when this podcast goes live. Of G Man Choi in the dugout in the postseason last year going, I'll fuck you. And I don't know why. <laughs> like he was like, he was like doing a bit. And like it was so good. He's like, you can't see this. We're not tweeting this as a video. So I I pantomimed it. It was G Man Choi doing like um like your Italian grandmother hands. Yeah. While saying fuck you, and it was a it was a phenom- I don't know. I I still have no idea what the context of that was. If you're listening to this, you man, Joy, um, and or anyone from the Rays dugout, I would love to know what was going on in that moment. But it was a great it was a great gift that was one of those you can't predict it moments. And I'm I'm banking on him to do it again. Now that said, I'm gonna undermine my own pick real quick. I did do some research. G man, Joy has done an interview. Uh, it was translated to English. It was not originally in English. I was in Korean, uh, in which he said he would not be doing any more splits because they're bad for his body. But he also said, "We'll see about that, G man." Yeah, he also said that he doesn't plan when he does the splits; that they mm. just happen naturally. And so I'm, I'm hoping that those instincts overcome his own sense of self-preservation and whatever his doctors have recommended. Body over mind. <laughs> Okay, so, Alex, I want you to talk quickly about G-Man, but I do want to say first that G-Man was chosen last year. He was chosen oh. last year at the final guest pick by our friends Jake Mintz and Jordan Schusterman. They chose, oh. literally, they chose Ioannis Cespedes to be on brand before him, but then they chose G-Man. And the, the gif of, that they chose of him was him looking straight into the camera in one of those like weird MLB promo videos <laughs> and just yelling at the top of his lungs. <laughs> just amazing. Uh, That's, Alex, I mean, th- that was a good pick for last year because that was before the, was. all the splits. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Right. It, it made counts. up for it the was... fact that their other pick uh, left baseball in August. <laughs> yeah. Ouch. Yeah. Oh, right. That was, I was going to say August. And then I was like, yes, that was the beginning of the season. G-Man's uh, great. He's so happy at everything he does. Yes. Genuine. You know, like I, the defining moment of him in my mind is the, the walk off home run that he hits and flips the bat and just turns toward his dugout and screams as he's walking down the first base line. Right. I think he does, gets a little like fist bump in there. So the fact that he can, like you said, he is, he's a, a good baseball player, but he's also very over the top with a lot of his emotions, which I, which I really, I really appreciate. That really shines here in, in the all gift draft. G-Man is an all-gift draft veteran now at this point. Yeah. Who, who could have seen it coming? Um, I really thought that was an under-the-radar pick. I'm, I, my, my apologies to, uh, to, to Cespedes boys for not being they up don't need to your date apologies. on, They're on okay. there. They're I, I want to I wanna give them respect for being pioneers in the G-Man Choi gift space. <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of all-gift draft veterans, Alex, do you want to make our pick? Yeah, let's do it. I... Speaking of all gift draft veterans, I don't think this guy has been chosen in an all gift draft, has he? Maybe no. Maybe in, I definitely got him once. Come on. Maybe it was in like our our first one, but dude, I mean, he's been off the radar for a couple of years now, and that's Shohei Otani, who, as you know, he both can pitch and hit, which uh, so he's doing double time there. He, I don't think, is talked about enough as being one of the most attractive players in all of major mm. league baseball. And when he hits dingers, they go so far. It's like, un. 
believable. And he, again, another player who is like clearly just having so much fun out there when he's on the mound, his pitches do things that he shouldn't, that they shouldn't do. Again, he's great at the plate. Like, I mean, it's a question of can he stay healthy or not? And I feel like we're talking about like actual baseball things now, right? As if he can stay on the field, he's going to be a big producer this year. Um, Of gifts. Of of gifts. Of gifts. Of gifts and other things as well. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, that's a real like high risk, high reward. Yeah. Because feels like he's made of porcelain. Like I just like, it's such a risky pick for anything right now. I, I like that you included a credit to his attractiveness. I think yeah. I thought about that. I was I was not sure if we were sort of if I should take that into account. Yeah, you know, very briefly considered Tyler Glass now. And then you did like, mention Cody Bellinger's face. I was like, I don't know that well, I, well, I was <laughs> with Tyler Glass now it was more like the, the midsection. <laughs> 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 and I was like, ah, I just don't know that he does anything. But um no, Shoei Otani, what a phenomenal pick i that's a great pick you're really it's a little bit of a pandering pick because everybody wants Shohei Otani to be good right. so now you've got your compa- your competition rooting for your guy we've somehow just done the baseball twitter draft so far yeah. for me now like L- of lindor tatis and otani like we're we're pandering a little bit just like the players that yeah that everyone yeah, wants universally to succeed. loves yeah well you know we're trying to win we're trying to win hannah sorry <laughs> i don't know what you want me to say when um, three years into this thing and we've still never really figured out how to like system. do anything beyond the draft itself but you know you hannah it sounds like you've got your your archival skills uh really up to par <laughs> so we might need to bring you on as a statistician uh, i like we should do if this was a visual medium we could do a game where we tried to remember what these gifts were of when yeah. like because sometimes i have gifts that i'm like what was i trying what was the point of this <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's the the problem we always uh, eventually run into is that this is a podcast. And so we chose a very visual um, (laughs) concept to discuss on a a podcast. But it's okay, guys. It makes it more fun. Could you guys describe to me your favorite Shohei Otani gift? When I chose him, so I actually did go back and check this, Alex. When I chose him in 2018, uh, I basically chose him as a pitcher who was like going to throw the splitter, that ridiculous splitter that is unhittable and makes people look really stupid. Um, but now I feel like Otani has grown into a lot, a lot more than that. Obviously, he showed a lot of power in this spring, but you know, he's his he's own. So young looking. He's yeah. so young looking. Like I feel like that's such a. I feel like that's sort of part of why we all want him to succeed. <laughs> 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 it really. I just like. I. I was. I looked at Shohei Otani gifts just like if you googled it and like. Apparently, there's like one of him looking very, very nervous, and I don't like it. It makes me sad for him. <laughs> I don't want him to look nervous. I want him to be happy. He's the kind of guy I think we project all of our anxiety or, or reflects our yes. the 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 human the the breadth of human emotion. We see ourselves in Shohei Otani. Totally, totally. There's a sense that like all of our potential is that high, and it's not. <laughs> <Right>. But. <laughs> Um, okay, well, Hannah Kaiser, thank you so much. You want to let people know where they can find you and your work? You can uh, read me over at Yahoo Sports. Um, I, I don't remember if we were talking about this on or off the podcast, but we were recording it. I sometimes promote my work, but not often on Twitter at Hannah R. Kaiser, K-E-Y-S-E-R. You got you to gotta look closely, though, because I don't like to do the in case you missed the tweet. So I really only tweet every story once. 
Um, you gotta, gotta follow, you gotta watch this space. That's what people say. Uh, yeah. So yeah, Yahoo Sports or Hannah R. Kaiser on Twitter. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much, Hannah. Sets and fires. Nice stretch by Joy to get the out. Wow. Did the split there. You did, Michael. That looks comfortable, huh? Big difference between that play and if we did it, Michael, we wouldn't be getting up. Clinton Yates is here, here to do the gift draft for the first time. Uh, Clinton, this is the second year that we've done this with guests. Uh, This is your first time on. You are the seventh overall pick. Uh, And I'm just going to go ahead and read off who's been taken so far. And then we'll turn the floor over to you. Full disclosure, I completely forgot what we're even doing. So let's review review that Um, just at the moment. Let's let's do that so I can think for at least 30 seconds before I offer you you some brilliant analysis or whatever it is we're doing. I trust that you're ready to do this on the fly. This is like, this is your your thing, man. You like baseball, you like baseball players. Uh, We are drafting the players who we think in the 2021 baseball season are most likely to produce the most entertaining gifts Moving, oh, repeating images. Right. Okay. All right. I remember that now. Will okay. Capture the baseball, you know, conscious attention span. Okay. Sight I know exactly who I'm picking. So let's. All right. Well, we we got some picks off the board. So okay. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's fine. Go ahead. I'm I'm super ready for this. So far, now. in order that has been taken: Jose Ramirez, Fernando Tatis Jr., Trevor Bauer, Francisco Lindor, G. Manchoy, and Shohei Otani. Okay, we're in the clear. All right. Let's hear it. Tight. All right. You're ready. Let's go. He just put out a new release with his tremendous, tremendous new sponsor, Adidas. That would be Lubob of the Chicago White Sox. There we go. Who does not really speak English, but emotes quite a bit. And if he's got full commercials of him explaining to America why he need not speak English, you can expect a lot of hand gestures and various things that are happening with all sorts of people that do not involve talking, which is why they are perfect for gift selection. It's a wonderful pick. Uh, it's one that we were fortunate enough to make pretty late in the draft last year. We got Lou Bob. People were not sure if he was going to, you know, be fucking Mike Trout, like some scouts right. said he was going to be. But there was that, if you remember, there was that spring training highlight of him hitting a home run and then falling over and doing a <laughs> somersault. So that was like the next day we took him. The next day right. is when we did the gift draft. It's, you it's always a wonderful wanna... pick. You want a blend of somebody that's a little reckless so that some of the gifts might end up being like just botches. But you also want somebody with enough personality that they're going to just do things on their own, whether it be dugout or whether it be when they're on the bases, uh, just like standing there talking to other players. I'm not talking about an Odor kind of situation. That's a different discussion. He might have been a pick in earlier years. <laughs> However, what I'm saying is that he's a pretty likable player and he's got a lot of personality. And this new advertising campaign is what has led me to this. I was like, oh. Luba is out here talking trash in Espanol. Absolutely. So let's do it. <laughs> I He is buoyed by, I said this about uh, Tatis as well, but he's buoyed by the fact that he plays on a team with a lot of other really fun players, right? And so that just, the fact that he has guys out there who can kind of throw it back to him a little bit, and you got that interaction, right? Guys like Jose Abreu, uh, Moncada. T.A. I would say, I would say yeah. T.A., yeah. Yeah, I would say Eloy Jimenez, but he's out for the... the right, but it's also a matter of guys who are just are also teammates regarding other opponents. You know what I'm right. saying? This isn't always yeah. just about breaking balls. This is about sometimes, you know, you got to get on your horse, you know what I mean, and get something done regarding other people. And we know how the White Sox like to mix it up. In addition to that, they're also a good team. 
You know what I mean? So it matters a little more. This isn't somebody playing for the Pirates. You know, excuse my French there, Pittsburgh, but you know what I mean? <laughs> so there's an element of that, too. There's a lot of different reasons why I went into that pick. I'm so glad I did not know that either. But I still got it walking into this blind because that came to me naturally. So I'm pumped. The other thing about Lou Bob that I really love is like, He's got a lot of gear on, you know, like a yes. guy with sunglasses might go flying. There's just a lot of stuff that can happen with this. Exactly. Guy. There's more opportunity for content on his body than yes. most other people. So, <laughs> uh, shocking bias towards very handsome baseball players. In the draft so <laughs> oh far, yeah. just a lot of really nice looking guys taken. Listen, let me tell you something. I'm sorry if you're all not familiar with this, but as a very handsome man, this is something that I naturally <laughs> move towards. Just, you know, just one of those things. If you grow up around it, you know it. You know what I mean? I hate to be so dismissive of those of you not in that circle, but it is what it is. No, in all seriousness, though, yes, people want to look at certain people. So if those, to be, those are going to be the people that people pick. I'm fine with that. Handsome man delegation has spoken. <laughs> um, okay, should we make our pick, Alex? Yes, let's do it. You want to you wanna tell the people what it is? Yeah, so so when we came up with this concept a few years ago, 2018, uh, there was like a few, uh, five tools that we came up with. And one of those tools was basically oh. just set up for pitchers. Um, the, the swing and miss ability, the what the hell is that pitch doing? Uh, the pitching ninja element. Exactly. And I'm glad that you mentioned pitching ninja because we're going to take his favorite son, Devin Williams. Oh, I just talked to Devin yesterday for a feature story. That Let's is go. exciting. I literally just talked to him yesterday. I talked to his mom earlier in the week. She is a delight, by the way. If you have never met her or you're not familiar with her, she raised three kids outside of St. Louis. Um, you know, single mom, interracial kid situation, like heck of a human being. And Devin is a good story, man. Kid battled back from some sort of social issues, if you want to call them that. Uh, you know, also battled back from TJ, you know, ends up going pro when he was going to go to Mizzou. He's a great story. And that's a great pick because the airbender is, excuse me here, Cover your ears, bosses. Unfuckwittable on every level <laughs> as a pitch. It just That's is. what I'm saying. It's just like, is. it's maybe sort of the like pressing the same button in Mortal Kombat of picks because he's just going to throw a bunch of airbenders and the gifts are all just going to be people swinging through the airbender. But the thing about the airbender is that it moves in a different direction yeah. every three times that he throws it. So he's got strong overlay scouting. You know what I'm saying? Because when he dials up the fastball, that's one look. And then out of the same slot comes the changeup. His overlay gifts are going to be tremendous in terms of showing people looking ridiculous. Exactly. And we don't even have to make the gifts. Like we have our own yes. PR machine in Pitching Ninja. We're, we're set here. We're going to command the Do you all know him, by the way? I've met him a couple of times at Baseball Barbecue. He's fantastic. I mean, he's a great addition to the baseball, internet, hodgepodge family that we are. Shout outs to Twitter Sports, by the way, in the um, two World Series ago. We were all in the same booth because they had a bunch of people. And I didn't realize that all the other people were just other people on baseball. I mean, on Twitter from baseball. And then I was like, oh, wait a second. That's that guy. That's that person. That's her. That's him. It was fantastic. So love pitching Ninja. I must admit, though, I had not considered the performance bit part of this. That's an excellent piece of scouting from you guys, you know, in terms of the breakdown. I like that. That You guys are really playing this game. I'm here for that. <laughs> well, I mean, th that's the fun thing is that everyone kind of brings their own perspective on like, what makes a good GIF, right? It's true. We, we were just chastised by Hannah Kaiser for not picking Cody Bellinger because dude looks like he's stoned all the time, right? It's true. Like, he's, he's, like, <laughs> he's, he's, he's a big dugout. He's an 80 grade dugout guy. Right. On that but one. the belly... So that's, her bringing up Bellinger actually made me want to pick Devin Williams more. Like, that's what popped into my head because it's just been a couple of days as we record this on a Friday before it comes out, Clinton, since he had that spring training start that I've been watching the GIF on repeat just when I'm bored, going back to the swing and miss on Bellinger on the strikeout. I mean, the, the ball almost hits him in the ankle. 
Watching pitching ninja gifts when I'm bored. You must be great at parties. <laughs> but <laughs> what, what parties are we going to exactly. these days, man? Come Excellent on. point. Excellent point. Like, it doesn't matter. This is the party, and you are great here. So I'm with you. Um, Clint Yates, thank you so much. This Anything is great. Anything else no. you want to let people know? Where, where, where can they find you? Okay, you can find me on Twitter, on Facebook, on IG. Why did I say Facebook? At Clinton Yates. And um, I've got a feature coming out next week about Devin Williams, the airbender, and what he's going to be like going into this season as the NL reliever of the year and the rookie of the year. You know, listen, for those of you who don't know anything about Devin, he's he's from Missouri. He's from the St. Louis area. He's one of these people that grew up being the only black kid on his team, you know, and now he's a reliever for the Brewers. Something you don't see a lot of brothers doing is relief pitching. That only yeah. gets there if something has gone wrong. Very rarely are we scouted as such. But, you know, he made a move kind of early-ish in his career in terms of his big league career to the pen. And I think it's worked out very well. He's a two-pitch guy. He's been working on a slider, y'all. We talked about it. So if you want to get some info on that, you can read me at The Undefeated. How about that for a professional tease? You can also uh, turn on the old TV and see him on around. Oh, the well, of course. If, if I'm you're, always running. If you're my interested mouth. in that. The handsome <laughs> man delegation obviously knows that that's the A1 piece of information. So I'm not you on TV because I'm smart. All right. Understand that. You came with a real scouting report and we're like, pitch, <laughs> pitch move funny. <laughs> No, but he has been working on that. So my point is, is that from a legitimate sequence standpoint, he's normally a guy that'll just go fastball, fastball, cambio on you because you can't hit any of them. No. But now that he's added in a little bit of a slider, if he's confident enough with it, oh, are you kidding me? It's going to be even more gifts. I'm adding to your point about your selection in the draft. So you're welcome. Thank you. Thank you, my friend. <laughs> Thanks, Clinton. No Thank problem, so guys. All right. Have a good one. You too. Maybe no more exciting young player in the big leagues than Luis Robert. He is not a finished product. He drills one to left field and tosses the bat aside. My goodness, where will it land? Way up and out of here. Okay, we're pausing it there, Alex. That's it for this episode. Uh, Picks 9 through 16 are coming later in the week. Uh, Anything to say? Any, Any commentary to place on this episode before we move on? Going to decompress from Bradford picking Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he knows better too. He knows about the rule, the 45 minute rule. Yeah, he does know about the rule. Um, I'm going to let him say it. Listeners will already know this because they will have heard it. I'm going to let him say Bauer and I'm going to, I'm going to bleep us saying Bauer. <laughs> yeah, please. Yeah. <laughs> you know, someone had to do it. He, he was, he was bolder than, than you or I. We, we, couldn't, we couldn't do that to ourselves or to our listeners. But. He's not just the hero we need. He's the hero we deserve. I'm talking <laughs> right, about Bradford, exactly. not Trevor Bauer. <laughs> <laughs> no, this was great. All the picks were fun. Bobby, as you said, all of these are, we'll be, we'll be dropping uh, representative gifts of, of all these players in a, in a blog post that will roll out over the next few days when, uh, when part two is dropped on Wednesday. So you can find all of that and more in the description. But I'm I'm feeling good. I'm feeling good about our squad so far. Me too. I'm feeling good about our squad. And I'm feeling good about the 2021 baseball season. I'm very ready for it to start. I always get in such a great mood whenever we do this because everybody comes in with such wonderful energy to bounce off of our excitement for the season starting. Thank you to Shake. Thank you to Bradford. Thank you to Hannah. Thank you to Clinton. And thank you to the guests that you're about to hear on Wednesday's episode too. We will be back in a couple days We'll see you then.
everybody. Uh, I'm Alex Rodriguez. Tipping pitches. This is the one that I love the most. So we'll see you next week. See ya!